0: For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo wells Spackman. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover artificial intelligence in academia, the Super Bowl, and the Princeton Turkish Students Association's memorial on Friday. It's Monday, February 13th. First, we sat down with opinion editor Lucia Wetherill to discuss ChatGPT and its potential ramifications in the world of education. All right, if you could just start with name and position at The Prince.
1: Yeah, so my name's Lucia Weatherall, and I'm the community opinion editor here at The Prince.
0: All righty, and for people who are unaware, could you give a quick rundown of what ChatGPT, in fact, is?
1: Yeah, so ChatGPT is basically an open AI, so you can type in prompts, and the computer generator will essentially give stuff back to you, so it'll type different responses based on what you've put in.
0: And uh, how do the professors that you've talked to think that it will be affecting the classroom in the future?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've sort of seen over the past few months that it is an incredibly advanced chatbot, and so a lot of professors have incorporated it into their syllabi. Whether that's as you know part of the honor code, sort of a "don't use this on your assignments" thing, or whether it's you know even a "this can be used as a tool to check." We've I've heard tell of this especially in the computer science department, but yeah.
0: Lastly, how do their concerns differ based on whether There, more on the humanities side or more on on the STEM side, sort of computer science, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so on the STEM side, in our upcoming reactions column, one of the professors compares it sort of to a calculator, you know, it's a tool like any other, you know, it can be used in some circumstances, you know, it might be prohibited in others, but ultimately it's not going to solve the entire problem, you're going to need more than the ChatGPT. And on the humanities side, professors are largely saying that, you know, it's really great at summarizing sources and giving very vague responses. But it's not actually good at doing the kind of thinking that we do here at Princeton, right? It's not going to synthesize sources and create original ideas. It's not going to add to the scholarly conversation. It's not going to do any of the stuff that professors actually expect Princeton students to do.
0: All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. In sports news, the Kansas City Chiefs were victorious in last night's Super Bowl 57 against the Philadelphia Eagles with a final score of 38 to 35. This is the Chiefs' third Super Bowl win the last of which was in 2020. In campus news, the Princeton Turkish Students Association hosted a memorial service on Friday evening at Nassau Hall to mourn the victims of last week's earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. At the time of writing, the death toll has risen to over 34,000 as rescuers continue to look for survivors. The group has been collecting donations from the community to send to those impacted by the natural disaster. On Saturday, they traveled to the Turkish Consulate General in New York City to deliver the donations. These earthquakes, in addition to existing military conflict, have also exacerbated a cholera outbreak that was first discovered in Syria last year. With many people losing their homes due to natural disasters and violence, there has been increasing food and water insecurity and lack of sanitation. And Intensifying health risks. In U.S. news, just eight days after a U.S. fighter jet shot down a balloon suspected by U.S. officials to be part of a Chinese surveillance effort, officials report that another unmanned, high flying object has been shot down over Lake Huron. This event marks the most recent in a series of such events over the last week two additional balloons having been reportedly downed in the past few days. This emerging pattern has drawn criticism of the Biden administration for its lack of transparency around national security, from Congresspeople like GOP Senator John Kennedy, who cited unreasonable delay in the White House's announcement of the original issue. Today will be warmer and mostly sunny, with a high of 57 degrees and a low of 34 degrees. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Regina Roberts and me, sound engineered by Philip Wong, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Haran, class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.